I guess technically this would be the season finale or something. Um, this is the, the end. Yearly end of the Luke Cornette fan club, buddy. Yeah, Luke fan club is over and done with for me now. I'm sorry to say. Oh, I didn't know we had one, but not surprised it only has one member. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, you're listening to Hoops Radamus. Today's episode of Hoops Radamus is brought to you by Sports Drink. It's your digital water cooler. Uh, relatively newly created internet community and they try to find the intersection of sports and not sports they're here to help us grow and hate on your favorite team it's a rising tide it lifts all boats go check us out on social sportsdrink.org you open instagram and type in at s-p-r-t-s-d-r-n-k it's spelled sports drink without the vowels just shut the door behind you we don't want to let that funk out um, but yeah, I'm, I'm Adam Shalafu. He's Josh Sclair. We're doing uh, today's episode via Zoom. Uh, you are on the North Shore, uh, just north of Chicago. I am on the northern more, most, uh, almost Canada, up here in North Dakota. Through the miracles of modern technology, uh, we're, we're recording today. My, Brian, Brian, so Adam, let me get this straight. So you're right close to Canada, right? Yeah. So you're a maple syrup smuggler now. I wish maple syrup <laughs> monthly. It's a great idea. That would be a great thing. I love pancakes, dude. Smuggling in Canadian maple syrup by the boatload, please. Over the border, yes, that's Ooh. profitable too. Yeah, I don't think we would even have to smuggle it. I think it's legal. <laughs> oh yeah, just take a couple of bottles for your age. What are you saying? <laughs> I think uh, sounds like you and I got to make a trip to Canada, bud. <laughs> By the way, I, I got this pub signed by Rocket Rashad. You can have that as well. Go Canadians. Go Montreal. No, we got to get something signed by Andrew Wiggins, NBA champion. <laughs> Andrew and Steve Nash. Maple Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Maple Jordan. I like that. That's a good oh, one. Man. So full disclosure, you know, Josh, Josh wanted to record this one. He, he's, he's been on my butt about it. Uh, I had a busy morning. We, we got it to work and I'm glad we are doing it because I, I will admit where I was wrong. I thought this was going to seven. Josh, you insisted it was over in six. And so I got to ask you, what did you know that we didn't know? Uh, or, you know, cause you were very confident before the game last night, today's uh, Friday morning, uh, Thursday morning, you're texting me. No, dude, it's over. Steph's got this. They got three rings. Boston's got zero game seven. Anything can happen. You have Boston on the ropes. Golden state is well known for being a team that can be down five. And in five minutes, they're up 14 points. Golden state. That was beautiful. That was gorgeous. Last night. That was gorgeous. I've seen knockouts. That was like watching Mike Tyson knock somebody out, but the ref just keeps holding the guy up for him to punch him. That's literally what that felt like watching last night. It was embarrassing. You know, twenty-one oh, you have a twenty-one oh run. Right when that happened, I was like, "Good night, call it." They're not coming back from that. They had a chance with ten minutes to go in the game when they were down by ten. That was it, and they never even got closer. 
which says a lot about Golden State and that defense. I mean, you're going to look at Jason's – I what did I say in the Game 5 podcast? Steph had to do what? He had to score at least 30 and carry the team. Oh, and he kept 34, 7 and 7, 12 of 21, 6. The guy was, what was he, eight he shot, made eight of his first 12 shots. I mean, you don't need, he made five of his, I think he made five of his first six threes. You don't even, you don't need much more than you guys to do that. So, I mean, you open the game, you're down, what? You're down 14 to 12 out of the gate. You're down 14, 12. And then in a blink of an eye, I think they were, they went on that 21 0 run. And it was a 15-point game. So you were down 14-2. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look it up because it's just ESP, ESPN sucks, mind you. So they were down 14-2. And then all of a sudden, you're up 37-22. So let's just break that down. That's a 35-8 to difference. 33-8. to They probably were on that plane thinking to themselves, we can't go back to Golden State because if we give them any hope, there's a chance. If we get them right now and we punch them in the mouth early, they're not going to know what to do. They punched them early. They didn't know what to do. They cut the lead down by five. So I'm thinking of it this way. It was 54-39. He cut the lead by five. Okay, you're down nine. But they never even got even remotely close in the end. It was over by the second quarter. They had a few massive runs. And it just not – I mean, it's just incredible that they were able to keep – once they had that run, the game was over. And then Draymond, Draymond shut everybody up pretty quick last night. There was he finally a, woke up. It was uh, 22-18 Boston. And then all of a sudden it was 37-22 Boston. There's another point uh, where it's Golden State uh, 82, Boston 68. And then Boston, uh, you know, like kind of makes a run, but then – they continue to, you know, stretch it out back to above, you know, 10 points and stuff. Um, yeah, man. I mean, like, I think both teams deserve a lot of credit on the defensive end. Um, the Warriors turned out to be the better defensive team. And uh, I think that that obviously wound up being huge. And then like that initial punch to the mouth where, like you said, it's 14 to Boston and it looks like they're just going to come out and make this statement. And then, you know, you blow the whistle, you get a timeout. You're like, Hey guys, these first four minutes of this game isn't how this game can go. Uh, and then you had really key contributions like Gary Payton jr. Comes in off the bench and gives them some uh, much needed energy. Like they only played really eight guys. They played Andre Iguodala one minute. But everyone contributed, you know, Kevon Looney, he got in some foul trouble, but he came in and did what he needed to do. He uh, offensive rebounds. Yeah, exactly. Second chance opportunities. Uh, Draymond Green thought he was Magic Johnson a few times on the fast break and had uh, five turnovers. But apart from that, you know, more like Magic Bronson. You know, I mean, like shout out to Action Bronson. (laughs) Yeah, bro. I mean, Draymond, though, he uh he really shut a lot of people up. Uh, the emergence of Andrew Wiggins. This is like one of my favorite versions of the Warriors. It might be my favorite version of the Warriors. This because is my like, favorite version. The, the, the way you have Wiggins in here instead of Harrison Barnes or Kevin Durant. Uh, I like that better. It's less star Dude, power. He just had a five by five. 
He had a, yeah. almost a five by five yesterday. It was almost a five by six. He had three blocks and four steals. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, look, when you can go to the right situation, everything can change. Like, I'm trying to think of another guy who's kind of a perfect example, someone that, you know, just – I can't really think of it because when you think of someone like this and Andrew Wiggins, you are literally being placed in the perfect situation for you to thrive. Andrew Wiggins is – people act like Andrew Wiggins was like a, this bust. And I'm like, there are guys who don't even show up until the 26, and they play three good years, and that's it. Isaiah Thomas was – I mean, just not, sometimes it just takes a while. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It just might take a while. It just happens that way. So he's in the prime of it. He's in terms of experience, he's in his seventh year. This is a guy that we knew was a very consistent, well-rounded score. But if I'm going to look at the, what he's done since he's came here, he's averaged career highs in field goal percentage, both years. His three point percentage the last two years is up 6%. Is up 6% on that. Steve Kerr effect. Steve Kerr has nine rings in the last 32 years. Steve Kerr has 12% of all NBA championship rings. He has one. (laughs) That man, dude. Well, guess what? When when Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich are your two main coaches, I think you're going to learn a couple things. Oh, not to mention, who was his other coach? Lenny Wilkins. Oh, Lute Olsen, Arizona. Lute Olsen. Len- yeah. I mean, come on. How many more rings do you need? Yeah. Yeah. The guy's an absolute uh, titan of the game. And honestly, like. So much, too. And you know the story as well with his dad. God bless that man. Blew yeah. out his knee in college. Never should have been in the league. But he made an impact. Punched Jordan in the fa- Got punched in the face. That man's got guts. It's like the scene from uh, Kicking and Screaming where he's like, I got punched by Iron Mike Ditka, you know. Uh, Steve Kerr's like, I got punched by Air Jordan. He broke my face. No, but uh, for real, man, I mean, uh, I think he's someone who deserves so much credit. And, you know, I was just on uh, Sean and Maya in the morning with a friend of the program, Sean Sierra, and we're just kind of talking about, like, how beautifully they've done this with, they're finding pieces, whether it's Wiggins or Jordan Poole or uh, Gary Payton Jr., uh, Kaminga, who fit the system, you know? And so it's like they're kind of doing what Popovich and the Spurs did where yeah. they already won with, you know, uh, Duncan and Robinson, hey, but then they start to find their Ginobili's. They start to find their Parkers. They the you Bruce know, Bowens. It, you, right, right. And so – uh, even though the Warriors get, are getting older, like the the big three, Draymond, Steph, and Clay, they're all getting older. But then you have these young guys. You have Wiggins, twenty seven. You got Wiseman, twenty one. You got um, Jordan Poole, twenty two. You know, you have really exciting new talent. And Jordan Poole, can we just talk about? Is there anyone better at closing out a quarter? Like Jordan Poole turns into Superman when there's like a second left in a quarter. He will hit it from anywhere. I don't think that guy's going to stay. Oh, he's staying. I don't know how they're going to have the cap space to keep him. You got Bird, rights. Bird rights. Yeah, but Draymond, you got Steph's making 50. Yep. Clay's making 40. Andrew's yep. making 35. They don't care. And Draymond's making 30, and then you got to pay him 40. They don't care. They'll go, they'll, they'll go into the luxury tax with a smile on their face. The Warriors their guys do you think even jerry reinsdorf would do it if the bulls won a championship and they had to keep the team together i don't even think he would do no, it. no jordan Poole wouldn't be, he'd be out he'd be out they're too cheap 
these guys don't care about spending money, and that's why they they're winning all these championships. You got to spend the money. Uh, I think he wouldn't care. I don't think Jerry would care if he was winning rings. I think if Jordan, if, let me put it this way: if there was a salary cap back then and they had a hard cap, I can guarantee you, you have Michael Jordan on your team, you don't care. If you have LeBron on your team, you don't care. Well, if you have Michael Jordan, you know, if you have Magic, you don't care. If you got Larry Bird, you don't care. If you have Kevin Durant as your best player, I would care. I think that <laughs> they don't care. The, the Warriors are going to do whatever they can to keep their core intact. And uh, Jordan Poole is very much a part of that core. And not just for right now, but he's someone they absolutely need long term because Steph and Clay are both going to get older. And he's someone who's going to, he's not even in his prime yet. And he can play interchangeably at either guard position. That's going to become more and more valuable over the course of the next five to 10 years. I mean, look, Steph, listen, how, how old is Steph right now? 34, 35. This to me, this is probably their last run. This was it. I think because no. I don't see them. Come back. They're going to win think, another one. I think they can win another one, but I think it's going to be harder because I don't think they're going to be as healthy. When, I mean, here's the thing you got, I mean, they could be healthy enough, but it also comes down in the very end to who is the healthiest team. And I still believe if Chris Middleton is healthy, it's Bucks Warriors and the Bucks winning it back to back. I'm still going to say that. Maybe we'll Bucks get Bucks next, Warriors next uh, summer. If we get Bucks Warriors next year, I'm going to have the biggest shit inning red on my face. Oh my God. That's the matchup I wanted this year. I think it's the matchup. I mean, if I had to guess right now, because I think matchup everyone, Adam Silver should be going here. Refs take all this money, make sure they get that. Like, I don't want to get too everyone far down the it. rabbit hole because like, it's not even off season yet, or I guess it is off season now, but like, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If the Warriors flip James Wiseman for another win now asset, get better, fly through the West again and meet a healthy Milwaukee team. Uh, in the NBA finals, like okay. it's, it's okay. So I got like a the most likely idea. situation. If I am them, do you go and try and get Clint Capella? Maybe. I mean, there's guys in the I'm market. Warriors, you can get Capella, Rudy Gobert. You know, well, he's cheap. Well, number one, eighteen mil. So you throw Wiseman in there. You Kavon Looney's a free agent. You could re-sign him. Try and get that money to sign up, and you can throw him two picks. Yeah, like a sign and trade you're saying with, with him. Could you imagine Clint Capella on that team? What 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 is their weakness? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I could even see them doing something like uh just maybe like Julius Randle. I think they're gonna keep their roster as is and just re-sign looting. Like, what else you gotta do? They're gonna they're gonna find a way to flip uh I mean, they could just run it back. They could just, like, develop. I think they're going to give Wiseman a chance because you don't trade a guy on a rookie contract until he shows you something. You can trade him in the last year if he's not panning out and you don't want to keep him, and you can do a signing trade maybe. But there's no reason not to keep James White. What's the guy, 20 years old? Yeah, 20, 21, something like that. What the hell are you going to trade him for? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I, I do understand. He didn't play this year, right? He didn't even play this year. No. No. So I understand on that level, the concern. I mean, Pat P. Will didn't play. He's been injured both years. But I've also seen, I haven't seen a lot of Wiseman. I've seen Pat P. Will. I saw what that guy did. In the, it doesn't matter if the Bulls sat out all their starters. 
Who scored 35 the last game of the year? It was Pat Patrick Williams. Last game of the year doesn't mean anything. I know, but I still count it because Pat was still showing moves. Sure, sure. I mean, and, um, so you got to give these guys time. Like one Ryan Archie Diakono went off the year before in the last game of the year. I don't remember but, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't like go crazy, but he was having like a really good game, but it was his last game with the Bulls. Weird okay. things happen in the last game of the year is all I'm saying. I agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying the last game of the year is the day for weird stuff to happen. It's true. I've seen Brian Scalabrini score eight points in a Bulls game on the last day. Yeah, like they're like, hey, everybody. Else the out there. I remember that game because it was against it was against it was against the Nets. It was the last game of the year. It was either 2011 or 2012. It's Calabrini played like 12 minutes. Um, now the Boston Celtics, though, what do you think about you know their series and uh their I honestly trajectory? don't think that there is much that they have to do in terms of changing things because I think that team is built really well as is. Yeah. And for me personally, I think I think they definitely need a better backup big man. I don't think Daniel Tice is that guy. I think they could use a little more there. I think Derek White's a very good wing. I just think Marcus Smart. See it? He's locked down. He Derek is. Derek White, I, locked down. So I don't really know. Listen to me. You've got arguably the best young defensive center in the NBA. He is. I mean, yeah. under what is what is he under twenty three? I'd say probably Robert Williams. Yeah, he's the best young defensive center in the league. You have Al Horford, who is one of the most fundamentally sound big men in the NBA. That's why he stuck around this long. Yeah, he's twenty four, Robert Williams. Right. So anybody under twenty five, I would say clearly Robert Williams is the best defensively among those guys because I don't think Miles Turner is under twenty five. And I would take, I might take Robert Williams over Miles Turner. I would too. I mean, after that game, dude, he was phenomenal last night. He's a much better rebounder. Only thing I'm worried about is that knee. That thing's a ticking time time bomb. Maybe. Uh, You know, and it's – but I I think it's not just like the – like they're – both these teams, you got to give them credit. Like the Warriors proved they're just like unstoppable on offense. But the Celtics are – at worst, the second best defensive team in the league, but maybe the best, like, I guess the Warriors are the best offensive and defensive team in the league is what I've come away with after that series. But the Celtics, probably the second best defensive team in the league. I mean, you got like Tatum's a really good defender, did a great job on Kevin Durant. Jalen Brown is a really good defender. Marcus Smart's your defensive player of the year. Uh, Derek White, Al Horford, uh, Robert Williams. As much as I like to agree with you, if they're playing Milwaukee, I can get, trust me, Drew Holiday is locking Brown and Tatum up. You know that. Yeah. He's locking them up. up. You know Giannis is going to lock them up. Oh, yeah. Robert Williams, here's the only thing, though, and I will say this. Robert Williams, they were giving Giannis problems. But who wasn't playing? Chris Middleton. If Chris Middleton's playing, you cannot tell me that series does not go seven and Milwaukee does not. Milwaukee wins that. Milwaukee, if if Middleton's healthy, then they're in the championship. Yeah. Milwaukee runs away. They went seven without him. They yeah. went in six with them. So as much and, and I keep telling people this. I go, it took Boston seven games just to get there on Miami, and Miami wasn't even fully healthy. Yeah. So, so I get it. They went six games. Well, it's crazy to think that I Boston. Think Miami would have lost. I still think Miami would have. I actually think Miami might have been able to get get. I think actually Miami could have knocked off the Warriors. I think they could have. I think it would have been possible. I don't think they would have, but I think it could have been possible because they are way better coached, way better coached. 
because I'll take Spo over Yudoka any day. Milwaukee, who the hell is guarding the most unstoppable player, I would argue, in terms of like physical prowess and length and all that since Shaquille O'Neal? Well, that's maybe where the maybe Boston needs a freak. He doesn't have to be Greek, but maybe that's what Boston is missing is like a freaky athletic. Um, yeah, but where are you going to get that? Yeah. Yeah. They don't just grow. You're not gonna get that. So you're stuck with this. So you're stuck with Noby Bryant and Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's a great player. You got Noby Bryant over here. Tell him about your uh, stat you found about Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Okay. So in the finals, I, I will, this is just to show you how bad it was. By the way, speaking of what you were talking about, how they find these pieces, I want to go back. Brings me back to the San Antonio Spurs. Michael Finley, another example. Just these guys that they would get. They got Michael Finley at the end of his career, and they had him sitting on the bench, and they would bring him off the bench. Just another example. All these guys that they would find, or like Nazir Mohammed, and they get Umberto, Ellison, you know, all those guys. It was just wild what the Spurs did. And then, of course, they get frigging Kawhi for George yeah. Hill. Yeah. Okay, Jordan so, Poole is going to be the Kawhi Leonard of the Warriors. Different kind of players, but same kind of impact where it's like, oh, shit, their window is very much open still because this yeah. guy is going to turn into a yeah, star. But as, yeah, but we're getting to that point where Curry is slow. Is That's slow. what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Curry's going to slow yeah, down. Clay's going to slow thing. down. Jordan Poole is going to turn into – like, Jordan Poole is yeah, going to be – But as those guys got – as good as the Spurs were, once you got into the playoffs and they ran into younger teams, they got too tired. They beat the Heat in 2013 or yeah. 2014. Yeah, and then after that, they lost in seven and then they couldn't sustain it after What that. year did they beat the Heat? 2014. Or that was a team on revenge. You and I, we talked about it. I told you they were going to win that series. I thought they were going to – didn't I tell you I thought they were going to sweep them that year? I thought they, I thought they were going to win that series running away. No, the, the Spurs were? Oh, no, wait. I didn't even no. think that. 2014. That was high school. What am I talking about? Yeah. What do you? Yeah. No. 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 I'm no. thinking back. What no, year did the like, Spurs win? 2014. So I'm looking back. I mean, they were they had opportunities, but like, even so, like, let's look at this. The year after they win 67 games, they lose to the Thunder in six, and that was when the Thunder were the Thunder, and that was their one year. But then after that, I mean, Duncan's done. Duncan was done by then. Once Tim Duncan was gone from that team and like prime Tim Duncan, the guy who literally slows everything down once you get in the paint and he can't defend the paint anymore. You got no interior defense. Forget it. You can be as good as you want. If you're San Antonio at the let's, end of the day, let's get out of the time machine for now. Cause the year's 2022 and we're talking about the Warriors. Let's go to Jason Tatum and his absolutely horrible shooting. Jason Tatum in this series was phenomenal from three. I give him a lot of credit. He was 20 for 44. The problem is he went 20, he went 24 for 76 inside the three-point line. They locked him up. Let me just add that, let me just add that up for you because that's under 33%. That's 31.5% inside the three-point line. 31.57%. And he loves to hit that mid-range, and they took it away from him, man. Like the, the worst defensive schemes, both, both teams' defensive schemes were outstanding, but uh, the Warriors just showed how much they can put on Tatum. And like Andrew Wiggins, he he. It's time to give him the some credit on the defensive end, man. Jeez, to have those four, uh, was it four was a, steals, three blocks? He was a block and a half, and a block, a block and a half, a block and a half, and a block, a steal and a half, and a block and a half again. I mean, it was crazy what he did this whole series. I mean, 
you got you know Gary Payton's coming back, so you're going to be able to have him, which is going to be huge. I mean, you've got the whole team's going to come back for cheap. I mean, Kevon Looney, if I'm him, I'm like, well, Kevon Looney, they probably will lose because someone is going to pay this guy more money than they're going to want to pay him. So they'll probably replace Kevon Looney. I'm sure of it. They'll probably – Otto Porter won't be back most likely. I mean, he yeah. might come back. Otto okay. Porter, I would not – I would guess Kevon Looney and Otto Porter – Kevon Looney's more likely to come back than Otto Porter. I think Otto I Porter's in a Nuggets jersey next year. That would not surprise me. That's possible. I mean, I could see it. I just think I don't see Kevon Looney. If I'm them, obviously he doesn't go anywhere, but he's going to command some good money. Yeah, and he deserves it. He just can go somewhere and get so, it. I think he's going to get it. So I think they're going to lose. They'll definitely lose Kevon Looney, Otto Porter. I think Gary Payton might actually stay. I think he stays. I think Gary stays, but then he has every to- reason to be loyal to this franchise. Yeah. So then you got to find a backup big, but they'll find a backup big. I wouldn't even worry about it. You can get a son Whiteside or something. If you really need yeah, to. You could, you could have a healthy uh, James Wiseman and just run it back. Yeah. There you go. You um, one, one thing kind of going back to the like building for the future thing. One thing I love about Andrew Wiggins and something he showed is his ability to play either forward position at a really, really high level. Uh, He wasn't pulling down rebounds as much last night like it was the other ones. But uh, the fact that you have a guy who can give you over 15 rebounds like he had in that series and um, play really good defense, like that resembles what the Warriors prototype is, if you will, with like what they did with guys like Andre Iguodala, uh, but he can also do some of what Harrison Barnes and Kevin Durant did for them too. And so uh, just the versatile forward, like that's so key to their build. And, um, you know, I was, I listened to a lot of sports talk radio and some of the things people were saying is like, Oh, this Warriors team, I don't think they're the same as the teams with those super deep benches, like Sean Livingston and a uh, younger Iguodala. It's you like, don't have to have, dude, if well, you it's look also back just the- not true. Like they have an elite bench. They have one of the best benches in the league. So, so like, these guys are amateur hour. The difference with something like that and the way I think about it. You can kind of call a bench elite, but the reality of it is this. It depends how many guys you're going to play. If you have Jordan Poole coming off your bench, your bench is all world. And James Wiseman's going to come off the bench next year. Jordan and Poole could start on probably 80% of the NBA teams. Like, he's... I mean, he'd start on the Bulls. That's true. Like, I, I, I would take Jordan Poole over Lonzo Ball. I love Lonzo Ball. Jordan Poole is one of the greatest shooters in the world already. I'm not going that far. I'm going that far. Bud, bud if Lonzo's healthy, that dude can score 27 and 8. Let's not go crazy here. Jordan Poole, we know, can soaking Lonzo. Lonzo's that good. You and I both know Lonzo is that good to score. We know oh, he is. Oh, I mean, Jordan. When, dude, when Lonzo is healthy, score. that dude can score the ball. That dude can drop 26 footers. I saw, we saw that dude dropping 25 footers in people's faces, pulling up in their face. You yeah, we it. saw Jordan Poole do that in the finals from half court with a hand in his face. I'll also take Lonzo Ball's playmaking over. Sure, Jordan. sure. Yeah, I don't know. Lonzo I don't Ball know who. It, who maybe I wouldn't go Lonzo Ball. Or maybe I would still go Lonzo Ball. I don't know. Two different players. But the point is. Like, this way. If Jordan Poole's not out there, are the Warriors going to suffer? Not yes. as much. Yes, but yes. can they still survive? Are the Bulls? The, the Warriors still, no. don't win that championship without Jordan Poole. Bulls can't even win a game without fucking Lonzo. The the Bull the, the Warriors do not win the championship without Jordan Poole's contribution. 
And they're going to need him going forward. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm still taking Lonzo. Like, that's ridiculous. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. When, when I think it was DeRozan or Levine was out, he was the second guy. He, was, he had to take up Levine's shots. He was averaging 18, 7, and 7. When Lonzo's healthy, that guy can – Lonzo was, like, top five in the league in three-point percentage this year. Let's keep it on. Uh, let's keep it on the teams that were in the finals here. I will, but yeah, don't disrespect Lonzo. I'm gonna have Lavar come Lavar come out there and kick your ass. All right, send him my address. Um, one thing that was cool though was seeing uh, Alfred Joel Horford out there. Um, no, I don't want to talk. I feel so bad for him. Yeah, man, it, it kind of was. At least he got to a finals, but man, he was he was their he best was- player yesterday. He was their best player of the entire series. He was, their best was. Player. he was their best player the whole series. He I mean, definitely had some big, big games in the playoffs, but geez, man, like he really tried to put the team on his back last night, his old back, you know, 19 points, 14 rebounds, two steals and a block, uh, super efficient, six of eight from the field, four of five from three. That guy, like he wanted it so bad. And But you know what was interesting to me? You know who turns out to be the dog on that team is Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum only had 13 points. Jalen Brown was the one who was more aggressive. Jalen Brown was the one who gave them a spark when they needed it. And uh, Jalen Brown, we have the same birthday. And so there's some sort of zodiac. So I think they, first of all, I think it's two things. It's hard to get in Jalen Brown's head. They got in Tatum's head. And the second they got in his head, he was screwed, number one. Number two, they keyed in on Jason Tatum, so that left way more opportunities for Jalen Brown because if you try and suffocate him, that's going to leave Jalen Brown over for more opportunities and more isolation plays because you're going to key in on Jason Tatum. The point is this. You cut off one head of the snake. One of, the other one might be able to fit. If you cut off the head of the snake, forget it. They cut off the head of the snake, which is Jason Tatum. If Jason Tatum can't score mid-range jumpers, they don't win. And yeah. they can't win. Yeah. All you, so let's that. say the Bulls were in the finals. Let's say the Bulls somehow made the finals. How hard would it be to game plan DeMar DeRozan? Not that hard. Not that hard. Are you going to be able to stop him? I mean. So uh, Jason Tatum is the first player in NBA history with 100 turnovers in a single postseason. Noby Bryant. Yikes. That's not a record you want to set. Not a record you want to set. I want to turn that to a shirt. I want Golden State fans to turn that to a shirt. It says Noby Bryant. That'd be great. Jeez. You might have missed the boat on that one. Um, But, yeah, man, I'll I'll tell you what. Got to give them uh, their credit uh, for for shutting down Tatum. And um, I I don't know, man. It was a great series. It was a phenomenal series. It was really cool how it's, you know, the 75th anniversary and you have the new dynasty beating the old dynasty, you know, like the the Celtics – have so much history around their franchise and the Warriors represent the new way of play and uh, a team that for you and I was already a dynasty, but really cemented that this was a very, this might be their most impressive championship since their first one for me. It was scary. They have Jonathan Kuminga and they didn't even play him. Yeah. And that's play Kaminga, and he's gonna be a dude who's always good. Yeah, already know he's good. Yeah. Well, I love the selflessness of that team. Like all those guys, they just want to win. They don't care if they play twenty minutes or zero minutes. 
dude, you got four rate. You're literally on a team with four championships. You already know you're probably going back to the finals and you're like, what do I got to complain about? I'm playing on a championship team. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they got Wiseman, Kaminga, Gary Payton, Jordan Poole, and then they got four other guys. I mean, you're fine. You got eight guys already. You're fine. Yeah. They'll start. Jordan Poole will either get Gary Payton might start next year. No. Or Jordan Poole. I, I mean, I could see them doing uh, a three headed monster of Curry, Poole, Clay. I think Steve Curry likes to tweak them sometimes anyway. But um, if Jordan Poole's coming off the bench, he's. He's my sixth man of the year. Book it. Probably. Yeah. So, but now we got that done. Now we got the off season, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, before we wrap up. Oh, and speaking of the devil, another porous performance, two for 11 by the Boston bench in game five. Uh, last today, they were. Or last night. Two for 10. They were two Yeesh. for 10. Two so, for 11. Uh, nope, they were two for 11 again. Any, any closing thoughts on the on the championship or any of the uh, finals? Uh, I would say this: that is Boston's biggest need. You better get yourself some depth. Okay, okay. I think they got depth, not enough to beat the Warriors. Uh, you better get an answer for Clay, or not Clay for uh, Steph. They yeah, Clay didn't do very well. Um, you can't have my, an answer for Steph. No one can guard him. No, no. Uh, my closing thoughts on the finals: uh, Steph Curry is at worst the second best point guard of all time. Uh, it's time to include him in your top 10 players of all time. Uh, it's time to give this guy, like, I don't, there's not, not much more he can do. Uh, but like the fact that he has as many rings as LeBron James, and he has done it all with one team being uh, the best player uh, on arguably every team. I think even when Kevin Durant was there, Steph, it was Steph Curry's team. It's always been Steph Curry's team. Um, just incredible what he's done. So I want to give him his credit. I want to give Steve Kerr his credit. Uh, he's won 12% of the NBA championships. You got, uh, he's just a genius on both ends. Like he was obviously a, uh, unbelievable offensive player, but his defensive genius continues to show itself what he did with Kevin Durant, what he did with, uh, Andrew Wiggins, turning those guys into really good defenders. I think he had a little bit more to work with, with Andrew Wiggins. Now we're seeing him emerge as someone who's going to be in the all defensive team situation next year, in my opinion. Um, so I was rooting for the warriors and, uh, I was happy to see them get it done. It was kind of crazy to see them get it done on Boston's home floor, uh, switching gears, uh, running out of time here, Josh, we will be talking a lot of off season, uh, real quick. What are the biggest things, one or two things that you're looking forward to, uh, talking about when we start the off season shows? Uh, I mean, you know what team I'm looking forward to, but the Rudy Gobert and Rudy and Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes. Sure. I mean, for me, I mean, I mean, we're thinking realistically, no one else is going to get moved this off season. I don't think either. I don't think both of them aren't going to get, I don't think both will clearly both will won't, but, um, Rudy's you know, getting moved. Rudy will get moved. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That'll be interesting. Um, I'm looking, I mean, the Dallas Mavericks already made a huge move in Christian Wood. We'll get into that on a soon episode. Um, it seems like the Bulls might make a move for Rudy Gobert. We'll get. I think they're going to get Mitchell instead, and they're going to try and trade Vooch for somebody else. I think they're going to try and trade Vooch for something. My sources uh, in Utah say that it's Rudy who gets moved. Okay. So to who? I don't know. 
That's just what my sources are. I mean, look, me. if I'm thinking realistically, the only other team that makes sense is Chicago. That's it. New York. For you Julius Randle? I yeah. mean, I, yeah. Yeah. There, like, like, there's I a mean, lot that of. That would make sense. That, that would make sense for what Utah. You could trade like, Burks. You could trade him Alec Burke. You could trade him Julius Randle. Yeah. Like, there's things they can do. Uh, even even the Warriors. Like, I, I don't know how they would make that work money. That wouldn't fit. That wouldn't, you can't do that. You can't match the money. It wouldn't fit. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, the, yeah, the money would be the problem. You couldn't. You couldn't. But there's a lot of different teams who will be uh, interested in the services of uh, all-world defender like Rudy Gobert. Um, I'm excited to see what the Lakers do, uh, see if what yeah. they try to do to salvage the situation. Um, I'm very interested to see what happens with D'Angelo Russell in the Minnesota Timberwolves because I feel like that he's played his last game in a Timberwolves uniform. Um, and I think, uh, obviously the Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah. The Pelicans are, I gotta tell you, man, that might be the team that I'm most excited to see next year that you got an eight seed that was given Phoenix the business. Yeah. The business. business. And Zion, the most literally bait. I call, I don't care what he's baby shack. Can we just give him that? He's literally baby shack. That's how dominant this guy is. He's much smaller. Yeah, 6'6", 285. He's literally like Charles. He's literally like, well, he's got like Shaq's strength. Who guards him in the post? He shoots 60% from the field and scores 28 a game. I'm going to go, I'm going to go baby Carl Malone or something. That's but a I good one. You're saying. It's like basically like Carl Malone's strength with Dominique's athleticism. That's basically Yeah, it. yeah that's, so, that's I mean, the comp. And if he ever develops a good jump shot, yeah, good, good luck trying to play the Pelicans. Good luck. Yeah. I wish you luck. Well, folks, that'll do it for this season of the National Basketball Association. I'm Adam, and that's Josh. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time.